I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This week on Feel Good Friday, daddy-son blood transfusions. Social media is not healthy. Brain implant allows man to walk again. A social worker is the king of nursing home games. And religion makes people do wild things. Dude, that was like a solid nine. That was solid. I nailed that one. That was solid. I nailed that one. I'll give you a nine out of ten on that one. I would tell you... I'm skeptical of that last one. You're skeptical of what I've said? No, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm skeptical of the last of the last um, re- religion makes people do some wild things. Yeah. Like well. I just don't believe it. <laughs> you know what's funny? Like, it just I seems like a statement that I, doesn't really Well, wait till we get to it. It's going to be a, it's going to be our what the health um uh piece which I won't get into now, but and I, I'm not sure if this fits on the p- program, but it kind of does. I it's pretty it's pretty intense. Um, but uh, we'll get to it. It's funny because I don't think about what you're actually saying. Like I'm not actually listening to what you're saying. I'm like anxiously, like anticip- like waiting for the beat to drop and wondering if you're going to say the last thing right at that exact time. So I'm not like actually paying yeah. attention to the words coming into your mouth. Kind of like it's kind of like the way that you never really pay attention to the words out of anyone's mouth, and you're just waiting for your moment to speak. Yeah, it's exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about. Let's. Talk about fucking, you are fucking, you fucking, fucking, you bloody, bloody, you bloody, you bloody, fucking mother, bloody, fuck, bitch. We were, let's talk about blood, okay? Uh, so okay. I, I was, was like, whoa, this could go in so many different directions. <laughs> let's talk about blood, baby. I wish, I wish you pulled the clip of the little blood, 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 blood. blood. Um, are you guys familiar? I'm sure you are, but are you guys oh, familiar with Brian Johnson? Brian Johnson? I don't think so. Not by name, but possibly by actions. You know, well, you know what popped into my head when you said that? Um, Hal Johnson? No. Hal Johnson. Who was the Olympic runner? Who the doper? Oh, uh, doping? Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. Allegedly. You know that he did a, Allegedly. You know that he did a commercial for an energy drink called Cheetah, and he went, "I Cheetah." I cheetah all the time. <laughs> no, he didn't. Swear to God. Okay. <laughs> Be- uh, Brian Johnson is a Silicon Valley <laughs> centimillionaire. Um, and he is, so he's super rich. Does he's that mean like, hundred million? Yeah, hundreds of millions of dollars, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's like you're not quite a billionaire, but you're pretty close. But in, he's, yeah, he's it, getting there. It really speaks, like using the word centimillionaire really speaks to uh, inflation. Yeah. Because it's like now, like millionaire, eh. you fucking loser. tens of millions, you whatever losers, tens of millions, yeah. still, still not really that impressive. Um, so this guy, he started a bunch of different companies, but uh, he's mostly, probably most well known in the general population for his obsession with trying to um, make himself 
like genetically and like DNA wise, the youngest human. Oh, this but is, he's but he's like in his like late forties. I've seen these pictures. You've seen this these guy? These are the weird. Fa- Dude, this, this is, is the weird, weird pictures, right? This oh. gets weird. I don't even okay. want to talk about. I'm just gonna be quiet. No, for we the definitely next gotta talk about minutes. it. So, so he's, he's <laughs> it's just so, too weird. So, me. part of this is from Vice. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> S- Silicon Valley sent a millionaire who spent a fortune on various procedures to keep his body young. He is now injecting himself with his teenage son's blood. Dude, this is teenage son blood transfusion. This is straight out of uh, this is straight out of Silicon Valley, like Silicon Valley, the common blood boy. Yeah, yes. because because so, what's his name? The the founder of uh, Hooli, yeah. who is like Hooli is yeah. basically a, a parody of Google in Silicon Valley, which and, is a television show for people who don't know. It's yeah, like HBO, HBO comedy comedy, and he is so he, he's like an eccentric billionaire, and he is he becomes obsessed with. Uh, with uh, young, per, like teenage or young adult blood transfusions yes. to keep himself young. So this is that in real life, um, <laughs> uh, and and this and and that was not inspired by this, and maybe this was inspired by that. Right, exactly. I want to be a fly on the wall in this kid's therapy sessions fifteen <sighs> years from Jeez. now. Oh yeah. Well, Johnson and his seventeen-year-old son Talmage, 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 who he calls. Blood boy. He calls him Blood Boy. He no, calls he him Blood Boy. He calls his son Blood Boy. Recently released a video where they each have a liter of blood drawn. This is split into parts, liquid plasma, red blood cells, and white blood cells, and platelets, before Tell Mage's blood is fed into Johnson's veins. Meanwhile, a liter of Johnson's blood is pumped for his 70-year-old father. There's a lot of there's a lot of swapping going on here. <laughs> Taylor, a lot of family swapping, Taylor. which is very, which is very um <laughs> Very much a big thing, Taylor, these days. <laughs> Taylor, you do what not. What are you doing, step bro? <laughs> Taylor, you do not want to see the glamour shots that this family took for well, whatever why don't we article. Look, why, don't we look at what, why don't we look at one? Here's, here's, here's one of Johnson and his son. Uh, they're holding up vials of blood for is, people who are just listening. Is jaundice. Um, he does look a little yellow. I think that could be makeup. Um, but he does look supple. He, you know, as, a, mean, as daddy. Daddy looks supple. Like, yeah, I mean, like, he, he like looks, daddy, like son, really. He looks pretty young. He's in his late 40s. Um, let's mean, see how old uh, Brian uh, Johnson is. You better I hope mean, he's not older than that because he'll be so bummed if he ever yeah. hears this. I mean, he's. I guess his money is doing what he wants it to do. He looks, I mean, fuck, if he's, only, if he's in his late 40s, he looks fucking young. He is. Let's find out He definitely here. doesn't look older than 40. Uh, Brian Johnson. He looks 44. He's no, 45 so. years old. Well, Brian was close. Yeah, forty-five. I think he looks younger than that. I, I think, think he looks look, his he, age. I think he looks late thirties. <laughs> he he he's uh, he does look a bit younger to me. Um. So so, meanwhile, uh, so, uh, a liter of Johnson's blood's pumped for his seven-year-old father. Um. In the video, Johnson points to the container of his freshly extracted blood and says, "The color is nice. It's pristine." Before it's injected <laughs> into his father, this uh, for his dad is quote like winning the lottery. Here's another photo of um a few photos. So the, on the top left, there's one of Brian and his son. Dude, um, this is way too which is, fucking which, weird. To be honest with you, th- I'm glad I didn't take this photo with my dad when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> um, the second photo in the middle there is, uh, is Brian, his son, and Brian's dad. Um, and they're, uh, they, I mean, they look like they're fucking taking shots for a boy band. Like, Dude, I love this uh, yeah. quote on this. Once divided by the mind, now, now united, united by, by biology. biology. You they were, were already, already yeah. united <laughs> by biology because you made them. Yeah, the first photo on its own would have been like 
okay, a little weird, but kind of cute. And I, I guess mean, he could be adopted, dad. but he looks very much like his when dad, they, so I they, don't think that's when true. When they introduce wetness into the photos, yeah. it gets a little bit Yeah, it is weird. weird. Why are they in a pool? I don't know. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, I don't, don't introduce water. Well, I mean, again, like this is, I think it was like a, I'm pretty sure this was like a photo shoot for like Variety or something. You know what I mean? So it's like, whenever you watch those videos of like, like GQ, like, like what's in my kitchen? And then like they do, like they show the, they show the behind the scenes photos of like the photo shoot that they did for GQ. It's always like dudes in, in like a full suit with like a, a, an ironic cool hat. And they're like <laughs> jumping off a, a, a diving board into a backyard pool. And the yeah. shot's like mid jump. And they're like, whoa, isn't this wacky? <laughs> I mean, um, that is wacky. That, that, that one there is a bit. <laughs> I wouldn't use the word wacky. I'd use the word X rated. <laughs> <laughs> I was really waiting for it. I didn't know what to say. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, Johnson claims his. Uh, his Okay, so here. So, remember we, we had this. <laughs> this fucking episode's already all, all off the rails. His regime. Is uh, evidence based? No, his regimen. I know, and th- and they wrote regime they said in regime? the fucking article. His paramilitary Dude. operation is. Uh... I don't think that word can be used that way. His <laughs> regiment. Um, Johnson claims his his regime. He's not a dictator. His regime is evidence based. His dictatorship is evidence based. However, scientists have long been skeptical about the idea of blood transfusions for youthfulness. In 2019, oh. the FDA warned that young donor plasma infusions have. No proven clinical benefit for age-related or other disease in humans. That's the question I had because, like, my first thought was like, "But there's no way this works, right? Like, this is weird and doesn't work, right?" Yeah, I mean, like, well, I mean, so, so here's what I would say: I wouldn't say doesn't work, but what I would say is we don't know if this works. It's right? definitely not proven. Right? It's, to it hasn't work. been proven to not work. It hasn't been proven to work. But here's my thing: is I hope that they're making all of the other best healthy choices. Oh, in this their guy's lives. making crazy health choices because like it would be ridiculous if you weren't like, you know, making sure that you're sleeping eight hours a day, eating like the perfect diet, this- um, exercising in the perfect way, because if mm-hmm. you're not doing those he, things yeah. easily, then doing yeah. a blood transfusion from your blood boy's blood. Well, and like giving I, some to your dad. I will say too. this. I, I, I read an article and watched a video the other day about this, about this guy. Um, because he's coming up, he's come up on a few different podcasts. They were talking about him on your mom's house. Um, he does, he most certainly does live that kind of life. And it's like, when you, when you read about what he's doing, what he's eating, what he's like, his whole life, it it is so fucking boring. Like it is so, (laughs) his life must be so lame just in the in the pursuit of of youthfulness it's like it just takes away from like any joy but maybe that's where he gets his joy I mean, maybe he gets joy I, in honestly, being that fucking weird guy who I mean like, if you've got I think that's a I think it's an interesting it's an interesting thing to think about um like the people that again I don't know what he I don't know where his fortune came from um but if he's not actively working in the business his that, fortunes come from like like eight different like companies and like venture capitalism and he's he's just like a so if he's not in those businesses like if he's not like like elon musk for example like he's like elon musk is like embedded in the all the companies that he runs like his life is work his life is work in those and that's obviously he feels purpose in that and that's that whereas if you're not working in the business on those things and like pushing those things forward 
and you've got a ton of money, like an unthinkable amount of money. I mean, this is this kind of makes a lot of sense that this would start to be your aim. Like you're. Yeah. No. I mean, like, well, for, I, I mean, mean, for like, some for some, it's hookers I, and blow. But no, for right, this guy, know, it's right. like yeah. it's, well, it's, the, it's the opposite it, of hookers and blow. It is exactly. Yeah. It's it's the other. Well, do, end well, do of the you want to know? Do you want to know what he does? But just to just to that point, though, my last thing I want to say is like like in the pursuit of trying to stay youthful, he's just blowing his time. Like unless you're like like actually using that time of being use youthful to like really enjoy your life. Um, and do the things you love. I agree. Rather you. than like investing the time and actually just trying to hang on to that, like those youthful qualities. Yeah. And it doesn't really make, but it's a cliche of mega. Uh, it's a cliche of the mega rich is wanting to, is wanting to live forever. Cause like that's, that is a cliche of the, of the mega rich. So mm. it's not surprising to me that he wants to do this. I'm not saying it's worthwhile or that it's like that. I'm just saying yeah. it's not, so Crazy. so here's this guy's so, daily so routine. Sad. This this is um and and you you be the judge. Maybe this is maybe this sounds fun to you. Okay. Uh Brian Johnson's daily routine. This is according to fortune.com. His fascination led him to adhere to a strict approach with the goal of reversing aging with the help of a team of 30 from nutritionists to MRI specialists. He undergoes daily body fat scans, routine MRIs, and often invasive blood and stool sample tests to see the biological age of his organs. He has a hundred different protocols embedded in his day, he says. Uh, Johnson consumes precisely 1,977 calories a day and over 70 pounds of vegetables a month. His breakfast is a standard mix of broccoli, cauliflower, black lentils, mushroom, garlic, and ginger, followed by a meal of nutty pudding, which he gets directly from his son's Son. balls. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we might have to cut that out. <laughs> um, uh, just kidding. That's we not did. what they Allegedly said. That's not what they said. In a joke. They said, uh, with nuts, berries, and finally a meal of vegetables, uh, berries, nuts, and seeds, along with 15 grams of 100% dark chocolate and 30 milli uh, milliliters of extra virgin olive oil. From his son. He admits to ending his three what? ounce, his three ounces of red wine a day he used to consume in order to meet the metrics. Uh, with a wake up at 4.30 each morning. Ugh. <laughs> Johnson completes 35 different exercises and takes a list of supplements. It has all been a part of his blueprint project where he measures health of his organs to determine his rate of aging. Uh, and he says he continues to plan uh, to continue this um, regimen forever. You know what this is? You know what this may reminds me of? Um, and I think over the last couple of years, this is probably something that a lot of people can, um, can relate to in some way um, is the reason, the reason that the stock market is a is a exciting place for people and also a horrible place for people, is because it allows you to see the minute to minute fluctuations of something, and it gives you a reason to either get really excited or really fucking anxious about something at every moment of the day. Now, That's an interesting take. dopamine, okay? Taylor. So, so what that so. When I, when I, what I, what the reason I'm saying that is when I hear that he's doing a like bone density scan every day. So your bone density is really is not going to change significantly. They didn't. They didn't say bone density scan a day, but like um, doing the but, doing but the like, shit like that, like I mean, doing yeah. shit like that yeah, done sure, sure, sure. regularly. Yeah. Like even the most proactive doctor is going to go. You should do some of these things like once a year at yeah. most yeah. because you're just not going to see a change that's worthwhile. And that's the same thing with the with 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 securities or with companies. Like the value of them 
the actual value of them don't change that much over time. And so it's more valuable to look at them sparingly over a longer period of time than to pay attention to them every second of every day. I mean, another analogy is, uh, well, maybe not even an analogy, like a direct thing is, is looking at the scale every day, which is why that's, that that would be an un quote unquote unhealthy habit because you're looking at that. And if you don't see it move in the way that you want it to, then it it can lead to you feeling bad about yourself. Oh, I should change something. I should eat less. I should run more. I should do this. I should do that. One biochemist uh, who is speaking to Bloomberg, who wrote an article about uh, Johnson's transfusions uh, said that people seeking anti-agent infusions like this quote, basically have an anxiety problem. He said, quote, we have not learned enough to suggest this is a viable human treatment for anything. Charles Brenner, a biochemist at the City of Hope National Medical Center in Los Angeles, told Bloomberg. He said, to me, it's gross, evidence-free, and relatively dangerous. According to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, there is no proven clinical benefit of the infusion of plasma from young human donors to cure, mitigate, treat, or prevent conditions such as normal aging or memory loss. The FDA issued the warning after clinics began popping up in several different states offering young blood from paid donors aged 16 to 25 at a cost of up to thousands of dollars per infusion. It's funny because like when I read this, it makes me just like it, it, it tickles. I I know this is kind of a, uh, a controversial thing to say in the current climate that we live in, but I've always been a really big fan of conspiracy theories. They're, they they can be very fun. Uh, they they became a lot less fun after Trump sort of fucked them up for everyone. I know, I know. Um, but but they but they still can be really fun. And 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 one of the ones that is like that kind of borderlines not so fun, but still it is kind of fun. Is like the people out there that like truly believe that you know the that the the elite and the rich are like are are yeah, are, right. are stealing adrenochrome from from babies and yeah. and like injecting it. And when you read this, you go. That I mean, guy that's kind of it's kind of what's going on <laughs> here. You know? The thing that makes me like I I actually feel a bit like angry about this though, in particular because of or specifically because of his son. Like his son is seventeen years old, and you can't tell me that like that kid. Dude, how annoying is, would that is be not to have being that guy as your dad? Totally. Fuck. Like, and, and and I I genuinely I look at that and go. I, I mean, speaking to the the point I said earlier about like being a fly on the wall in therapy 15 years from now, like yeah. that kid is going to be fucked up yep. by his dad. I yep. mean, and you know what? He was, this guy was probably how know, fucked, up, fucked up by how, his, how fucked what his up, dad did, did him too. How fucked up would it be for him if during this, all of a sudden his dad has some adverse reaction to his son's blood and dies? Well, I think you know they, I mean? like, that, uh, would fuck, that would, that would mega fuck you up. Yeah. I mean, I, they're, you know, in all fairness, they're probably they're probably exceedingly confident that that would never happen because he's because he's doing blood yeah, transfusions. Sure. So someone's administering sure. that. I mean, like, but if, we're if, also if, exceedingly if, confident that like time travel is impossible. But you never know. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying there's a chance. Um, let's move on. Anyway, to... I, my thoughts and prayers are with that that guy's son. So yeah, what's his name? Talladega. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Uh, tr- tr- um, you know. Tr- Tell me, um, on dude. Tell me, uh, that's gonna be the name of my next fucking character. On this, uh, that's a cool name. Right before we move Tell on, there, uh, a big think. You, I know you, uh, you know. Big I love think. big thinking. Uh, or big yeah. think, huh? That's the YouTube channel. Big think. I know you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I love big think as well. <laughs> dude, big I, think. I know. I think. Um, uh, highly recommend this YouTube channel out there for people. Uh, big think. 
uh, I just saw one on longevity and they were talking about it's people. It's just a series of people with really big things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I just saw one on longevity with a, <laughs> with a, uh, with a doc, a doc named Morgan Levine, who was talking about, um, who was talking about, they are, they they are like reliably and consistently able to reverse the age of, to re- reverse the age of cells, to revert them, to revert a, a dysfunctional, cell back to a stem cell so they can do that on like obviously like the, the smallest level mm-hmm. and so with the obvi- use of guano <laughs> i don't think it's with guano <laughs> you know Tay? Oh. i think you're you're actually so interested in longevity that you could actually be like this guy oh dude zaya's zaya's no. adrenochrome 15 no, no, years from now no, here no, you here, might let me be tell harvesting you. No, this guy's Zaya's. gargling adrenochrome <laughs> yeah. from zaya no, no, no here on a daily basis i know that i know that you i know that you're making a joke i know he that rings her out over the toilet and then, <laughs> and then bathes his face in the fountain of youth i know that you're making a joke but in all in all seriousness my interest in longevity is not to live longer it's to live better longer it's it's not lifespan it's health span I know it's, it's the tagline of Peter Atia's book. It's it's and it and <laughs> and and it, and it and in all seriousness, uh. what so P, Peter Atia would look at this shit and go, okay, cool, great, you've got a fuckload of money to do, God knows what that is uh, not proven and not approved as a treatment, but instead of doing that, and he and he's going in all of his chapters on everything, he's going, yeah, fingers crossed, we develop something that wipes out whatever disease that we just cure it. But in the meantime, the only thing that you can do is what we know works, which is fucking exercise and nutrition and like really basic shit. And, you know, blood transfusions. <laughs> well, one thing right. that we could start to look at to, uh, to live a longer and better life um, is to cut back on social media. Um, let's talk about the, uh, the recent announcement from the Surgeon General and their thoughts on social media. Ta- So the Surgeon General's latest advisory um, urges lawmakers and parents to implement protections for kids against the harmful effects of addicting apps. Um, The kids are not all right. And the, and the U S Surgeon General believes social media is to blame. I'm really glad this is coming out now, right now, because like, I've just, I've had this, I've had this low key, I'm not going to say overwhelming, but I've had this low key gross feeling about social media in the last like few years as I've watched my nephews Mm. go from infants to, you know, toddler to like kids. Yeah. What do you call, is that a kid? Is that what you call a kid? Children. What do you call it? What do you call a kid? That's like. What's a toddler? Seven. Toddler's up to three. I think, a to- I think, yeah, I think, I think a- you're a kid after. I think you're a, f- a kid from four to 12. Yeah. Okay. So kids. Yeah. These days. And so, um, so yeah. So like I've, I've just had this like, like gross feeling about the idea of social media. Um, and the surgeon, U.S. Surgeon General is also in the same boat as me. Uh, Dr. Vivek H. Murthy issued a powerful public advisory yesterday. Uh, this was earlier this week. Uh, warning of the considerable risks that social media poses to young people's mental health. Quote, nearly every teenager in America uses social media, and yet we do not have enough evidence to conclude that it is sufficiently safe for them, Murphy wrote. Uh, he argued that kids have become unknowingly, unknowing participants uh, in a decades-long experiment. Uh, the Surgeon General's report focuses on the impacts of social media on kids, 
both positive and negative, and the uh, attendant health risks, the report outlines two types of dangers associated with social networks. Content-related problems, such as negative self-image or bullying. I think we kind of spoke to this last week a little bit with, you know, uh, a brief mention of like filters, like app filters and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is uh, uh, use-related problems, such as poor sleep and addiction. Um, what we know about social media and kids' mental health, um, and uh, my computer just shut off, but what we do know is that it is, it is fucking kids up. I mean, like the, there, was, there was some study about the, the suicide rates of young girls across America was like, through the fucking roof and a lot of the a lot of the i don't know if it's assumptions but like a lot of people are pointing fingers towards social media dude it's it's detrimental to my mental health yeah and i am probably on the far end of the spectrum of 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 the way in which it can be used to uh, to affect your mental health and it's still affecting mine and i probably not only not only do i not use it in the in the way that that amplifies the way it it affects your mental health mm. and it still does, but I also don't use it nearly in the same amount. So it's like, you know, go, 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 uh, back down the spectrum to using it for, you know, like the highlight real shit and like, and really feeling like people are, uh, validating you and all that stuff and like really feeling that and also using it 10 times more or more than that. Man, the, the thing yeah. that I find interesting about it is like, I, uh, like one, I think this is a really, I don't even know if nuance is the right word to describe it, but I think it's a, a nuanced conversation conversation about it in the sense that one, I know. So um, from my perspective, I have a social media addiction um, and I know that who doesn't? I know that like over the, like, I feel like it's last, really rare for us to yeah. know anyone who, who actually doesn't to- totally. And, you know? and over the last couple of years, I've noticed it get worse, even though I've become aware of it. And the thing that's interesting is I don't, I don't like really share much of my life on social media and I don't mm-hmm. really engage with much of my friends um, other than like sending you guys memes or whatever. But like, that's essentially the use case for the, for the, us, the thing think. that I find interesting is that like the, the dopamine of like the infinite scroll yeah. is so, I mean, this is why like, I, this is why I actually have, I didn't not, I didn't not download and use tiktok because i was like ah tiktok like i don't get it it's for the kids it's all dancing and shit i i thought i was like i'm not fucking touching that shit because it is an infinite scroll I mean, it's the same I, as I Instagram do scroll reels. T- tiktok I, it is yeah. and i already got one yeah. i don't need yeah. to yeah exactly it's like, yeah, i, don't I don't need, already fucking I don't got need one more of that i don't need more but, but the thing is also it's and i think this is why the the thing around kids using social media is such a, a, a is a bit more of a nuanced conversation and a challenging conversation is because it does also empower connection in some ways, in some ways good and in some ways bad. And I was listening to an episode of, of Hard Fork the other day where they were talking about this. And, and I, I, I share a similar perspective to one of the hosts who, who, who mentioned this idea that, like, that it's not about saying you can't use social media or, or, or like telling people not to use it. It's about having conversations about the negative effects of it so that we can better understand it. And, and they, they use the anecdote of like, of like having the sex talk with your kids. Yeah. Um, and like the importance of educating your kids about, you know, 
the challenging experiences that might come up when you're scrolling with, whether it's with your self image, whether it's with bullying, whether it's with the way that you um, interact with content or, or like the amount of time that you spend interacting with content. So it is like, it's not entirely a bad thing, but personally from my own experience, I just feel like I want to be using it less, Mm -hmm. but also I, there is this like fear of missing out. Yeah. Well, it's well, a lot like food. There's like, you know, there's yeah. a, there's like a, there's everything from the healthiest thing you can get your hands on to, you know, you know, shitty processed, ultra processed garbage, fast food that, you know, is tastes really good, but is literally doing nothing for you whatsoever. And you have access to it all. And that is, I think what social media really is like, mm-hmm. it has this massive spectrum of utility and also just garbage waste of time features and and as an building, adult as an adult when it comes to those it. things like even even the social media as an adult we have a we have a we have a capacity a much a much greater capacity to be able to understand and like see and recognize and ad- acknowledge the fact that we are using using that thing that is detrimental to ourselves and our health um Regardless of whether or not we do something about it, we have a we have a we have a capacity to understand it, and we need to use it. We need to teach ourselves, and now fucking people younger than us, because people younger than us are having kids. People younger than us need to teach themselves how to use it well, mm-hmm. how to use it correctly, and um, like with good judgment, in order to pass that behavior on to their kids. Yeah, because kids don't have that same ability that we have no. to acknowledge and look at. Like you know, it's just like. If I was a fucking kid today, dude, I'd be fucking, I'd be, I'd be drinking 10 prime a day and like fucking, <laughs> you know, like I'd just be, I'd be such a piece of shit. Like I would just be, I'd be, I'd be inundated with like, with, with crap, with garbage. I'm, um, I'm, cur- I'm curious, like from your guys' perspective to like, to like actually like try to take something actionable from this. Like what is one thing, like one type of like guardrail or thing that you could put in place to like help you sort of curb the addiction or or have a better relationship with social media um so the thing that the thing that i'm going to start doing is if like and anybody can do this like when you're out and about you know at the grocery store or fucking walking your dog through the park or whatever and you see someone who looks like they're younger than brian johnson you know uh so a kid (laughs) <laughs> um, under the age of 18 uh, using their phone with their like face on their phone all you have to do just walk up to them and fucking slap it out of their hands yeah and then just right, and, yeah. and then just stare at them yeah stare well, them right down well, uh, bonus points then, if you if their phone smashes right yeah and, then, and then walk they, away but don't don't say yeah. anything right just do that and walk away yeah well we were actually talking about this i think that works we actually mentioned this yesterday when when we were I can't remember what we were talking about. Something to do with the wildfires and someone leaving a dumb comment um, was, uh, "What's uh, can we can can we get rid of the comment culture? Can we just yeah. can, and 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 that means I think and this might sound I can see how it would be very easily to go that Taylor that's fucking stupid that and never going to happen. I can totally relate to that sentiment about this. But can we just get rid of comments? Yeah." Can we get rid of the fucking aspect of social media where everybody just needs to weigh in? It is can, like because we were talking about this, like papers. When the, when you got the paper, you got the magazine. You could read it, 
and you could think about why you thought it was awesome or stupid. And then you could share that with a friend by telling them or calling them and talking to them about it. But you couldn't fucking write it in the magazine and then recirculate that <laughs> version of it to every yeah. single person on earth. Yeah. So can we take away the comments so that you can still get this insane access to information that we've never had the likes of before ever mm. and not start fucking culture wars. I mean, yeah. even, even, even yeah. if it's just, and maybe we don't like remove, maybe Instagram doesn't remove commenting from the platform, but like I, I can make, make it a thing for myself to not read comments anymore. And to not comment on shit. How sick, would, you made, How sick you, would it be if you if there was a feature for you to be able to just turn it, like for you to be able to turn it off right now? Yeah, not turn awesome. it off like you can turn it off so that people can't comment on your shit. But I mean, like just turn off the f- comment thing so you don't even see it. Like I mean, I, I do want to get to like what we do know about social media and kids' mental health like today. But before we do, to your point, um, because we didn't mention just massive like massive uh, thoughts and prayers and fucking love sending out to everybody who's been affected by the wildfires for people who don't know, like it's, it's probably not like international news or anything, but it's national news. Uh, we yeah. got an email from somebody from a, a colleague in Toronto and she, yeah, so there, she, there's she been, mentioned in her email and I was like, Holy shit. I didn't know it was. Yeah. There's been wildfires here in Nova Scotia, which is very unlike uncharacteristic for Nova Scotia. Um, climate change is here. Uh, and it's, uh, um, very close to where we live. Um, you know, 20 minute drive from here, uh, there's, there's over 200, you know, 200 structures, 200 homes, um, that have been affected by this fire, uh, 14,000, um, residents of Nova Scotia have been, uh, like, have had to evacuate their homes. A, a good friend of ours is like waiting to hear if his home fucking burnt down. Mm-hmm. Um, super, super sad, uh, and, and really fucked up. Um, and we always but- look at Alberta and go wow, I can't believe if that was where we... Right, like, exactly, because that shit happens every single year in Alberta yeah. to like massive extents, and, and we're just getting a little like taste of it here. Mm. Um, but on Instagram yesterday, there was a video of a guy, and it was like, here's the context of the video. It was the, it was the place where the very first fire truck unit showed up to try to put out a fire. And it was on the, it was on the, the, um, the, the like perimeter of this guy's property, which is all trees, woods. And his driveway is what's separating this fire on the, on the trees to his home. He's just got a driveway in the middle and then a forest fire right next to his fucking house. And it's obviously like a real fire, but it's not like, you know, it, this is early in the fire. It's not like it's engulfing an entire forest and like, you can't see shit and it's fuck. you know, it's, it, there, there's a, there's a couple trees on fire next to his fucking house. And the guy obviously just came back from work or some shit. He's wearing like a suit and a tie, you know, like just got home from the office and he's got his, um, he's got his, uh, his fucking lawn hose with like a, 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 what do you call it? Like a hose gun. Yeah. And he's pointing at the fire. He's like trying to like put it out while the fucking firefighters are like arriving and trying to help the guy. And, and of course, this is like, this guy's home's gone now. This guy does not have a home anymore. Almost guaranteed. It was in the center of where this shit started. And one of the top comments on the fucking post was like, Darwinism at its best. Like, not worth it, dumb fuck. And it's like, yo, yo. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck is going through your mind? Like, at what point do you think you're being helpful right now? And do you're we- just 
you're just a piece of shit. Yeah. And do we need to offer people the opportunity and the capacity to do that? Nobody needs mm. your fucking opinion. Nobody needs my fucking opinion on it. Shut the fuck up. But it also, I feel like it emboldens people to be shitty people in like real life too. Like I feel like that that culture sort of spills out like yeah. outside of the internet too. And then people, <laughs> and obviously far less so, but like if you're used to going online and picking fights and being in the comments and talking shit to one another all day, like that must have some sort of take some sort of toll on you, you know, outside of like being totally on, now, on, now, on your computer. Now think about that in the, in the context of a bunch of fucking children going to high school. Yeah. Um, and back to this. So what we do know about social media and kids mental health, um, by all accounts, America's youth are currently experiencing a mental health crisis. The number of teens and young adults with clinical depression has doubled between 2011 and 2021. According to San Diego State University psychology professor uh, Gene Twinage, uh, in 2021, the CDC found that nearly 25% of teenage girls have made a suicide plan. Many experts have pointed how, how to how many? Social- 25% of teenage girls. Have made a suicide plan. Many experts have pointed to social media as a potential wow. cause since the deterioration of kids' mental health has coincided with the risk with the rise of social media platforms over the last decade. Still, the effect of likes, retweets, and TikTok comments on kids' brains remain more or less a mystery. We know that social media use affects adolescents and that teens show alarming rates of anxiety and depression, but studies that have attempted to determine whether social media is a direct cause of worsening mental health has been inconclusive. Plus, not all kids are impacted by social media similarly. Some adolescent girls, for instance, appear to be more at risk than others. There's just so many confounding factors. I'm not surprised that they can't pinpoint it. But it's kind of like... I mean, it's it's very much it's very much so like uh, the conversation about the forever plastics. Yeah. Mm. It's like, man, why are we all more shitty in almost every way than we were... Yeah, a hundred years ago. Yeah, um, uh, uh, other than our ability to treat infections with with uh, with antibiotics, it's like by uh, by so many metrics, we're just we're just worse off. And it's mm-hmm. like, hmm, right? We use this thing in every single product that is across the globe. Yeah. So it's very hard to pinpoint it and say like this is the thing. Yeah. But it just so happens that that thing is in everything. And it's like social media is that for the minds of people. Yeah, it's I mean, capitalism. It, a good um, post capitalist study. <laughs> a good uh, good reminder if you haven't been thinking about it, just to just to take a moment to like think about the way that you use social media. Are there ways that you could like improve your relationship with it? Um, because, um, yeah, it's, it's fucking up our kids. Let's, uh, I, I know for me, a bummer. my, my last quick thing on that is I just want to personally, I'm going to stop engaging, reading comments and posting comments. And then my second thing is I want to stop using social media when I'm bored. Ooh. Maybe on the yes. toilet. Yeah. I'll never stop using it when I'm shitting. Yeah. I think <laughs> on the toilet's a good I mean, I, I gotta do something when I'm shitting. But seriously, the comment thing. Dude. Yeah. 100%. I mean, if you're, if you're, com- if you're commenting. Just think about that for a second. Like seriously, think about it. Especially if you are talking shit. You do, yeah, yeah. Like especially if you're talking yeah. shit. And if, honestly, and, and, and and if you think you're being helpful, 
We're, we're, also, the only reason we're saying any of this is because we're so tired of all the fucking negative comments on our, on our Instagram. <laughs> Leave us alone. Like, seriously, though, if you think you're being helpful, if you think you're being helpful, really, really think about how helpful. Should turn off our comments. <laughs> really think about how helpful a social media comment is. Yeah. Because even the most intelligent, yeah. logical, well thought out comment is not going to do anything except toss gas on a fire yeah yeah and and honestly what we've been trying to get at is is we want to hear from you what you're going to do to curb your social media use um, so leave one comment on every single picture and reel we've ever put up on our instagram page so we engage and if Uh, you're watching on youtube seriously leave a comment and again this is the very last thing i'll say for fuck's sake seriously if you want to fucking do something if if you want to if you want to do something about something that you feel you need to talk about, say it to the people that matter to you. Yeah. Say it to the people that you spend your time with Mm. so that you can get on the same page with the people that actually matter in your life and maybe that will extend outwards. Yeah. favorite one-hit wonder or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have or that tv show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon now what if we could fix it i'm francesca ramsey and i'm delon grant and after 20 years of friendship we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called let me fix it each episode we'll dig into our favorite celebrities shows and brands of yesteryear and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today think of our show as an intervention but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, this, let's have a little, let's do a little palate cleanser. Okay. Uh, this was uh, from a tweet uh, from someone. Uh, I found this on social media. I'm not reading anymore. <laughs> Stuff on social media. Uh, this guy is a social worker and a coach and fitness instructor. And he's brought these, uh, he's, he's come up with these fun games to to play with the residents in this nursing home. Okay, this made me feel really happy. So uh, if you're just watching this, he's like create. He's like Art Zuka. These games. I know you. I know why you like this. You like this because it's like the beer game at uh, Pacala. Dude, a hundred percent. Yeah, this is like ice cold beer in real life. Dude, this is awesome. It's that sick. Is awesome. Yeah. He's got this vacuum game that he plays. Basically, it's like vacuum hockey, <laughs> trying to catch these balls. Dude, he's got the vacuum on his back. Again, we highly, highly, highly suggest you go uh, check this out on YouTube if you haven't seen it. It's, it really is like heartwarming, cute. And then this old man, oh, uh, stop. <laughs> old man tries to make a little joke. Yeah. Oh. He whoa. made he made his own like table hockey with books. That's great. Oh fuck, I love this. This is the best thing I've ever seen, guys. No joke. This is also, wow. This is incredible because this is also extremely functional and useful yeah like this yeah. is these are like yeah. brain teasers functional movement like Whoa. coordination like things that seriously degrade as you get older yeah. unless you use unless you practice it mm. so uh shout out to that guy don't know who it is but uh if, if anybody does know leave a comment in our comment section so we can find <laughs> out uh let's move on to this fascinating story uh a guy in i believe in- hey, you know what don't leave a comment 
DM us. Actually, comment on his videos and tell him <laughs> to write us uh, and comment our videos yeah, so that he can come go. on our show. So I think this guy's from Sw- Sweden, Switzerland, some kind of uh, Nordic country. I don't know. The Switzerland's guy, not Nordic. Tall, tall f- dude, fucking over there country. <laughs> uh, this guy had a brain implant. He was paralyzed and now can walk using his thoughts. Uh, this is uh, this is, is this week's edition of AI Bride. Yeah. So uh, his name is Gert John Oskam. Is this Neuralink stuff or what? No, it is not. Um, it is not Neuralink. So uh, this is a picture of the gentleman. He basically is wearing a PlayStation 5 on his head uh, and he's got some stilts. Uh, in 2011 in China, he was on a motor- in a motorcycle accident that left him paralyzed from his hips down. And now with a combination of devices, scientists have given him control over his lower body again. Uh, he said, quote, for 12 years, I've been trying to get my uh, get back my feet. Mr. Oscom said in a press briefing on Tuesday, he said, now I have learned how to walk normal, natural. Uh, in a study published on Wednesday in the journal Nature, researchers in Switzerland described implants that provide a digital bridge between Mr. Oscom's brain and his spinal cord, bypassing injured sections. The discovery allowed Mr. Oskam, who's 40, to stand, walk, and ascend a steep ramp with only the assistance of a walker. Uh, More than a year after the implant was inserted, he has retained these abilities and has actually showed signs of neurological recovery, walking with crutches, even when the implant was switched off. How fucking crazy is that? Um, Quote, we've captured the thoughts of Gert Jan and translated these thoughts into a stimulation of the spinal cord to reestablish voluntary movement. So this is super fucking wild. Wow. Um, so he's basically, he's basically like through the, Im, through the use of the implant, he has basically developed like a workaround in his nervous system to use his legs that is starting to work without the implant. Yeah. So, so uh, the way this, the way this works kind of broken down um, the new interface changed. Uh, so, so he, he went through like a bunch of different stuff over the years and they started doing this like new, this, this new treatment with him. Um, in the new study, the brain spine interface, as the researchers called it, took advantage of AI through, uh, it's called an AI thought decoder, which reads Mr. Oskam's intentions and detectable as a, it's detected as electrical signals in his brain. And then they match those thoughts to muscle movement. Um, the etiology of nature movement uh, of natural movement from the thought to intention to action was preserved. Uh, the only addition, as Doctor uh, Cortine described it, was the digital bridge spanning the injured parts of the spine. So they've like they've used AI inside this chip to basically read it. It's fucking. It's like. It's like human to tech telepathy. He's tell his his thoughts mm. are telling the chip what to do in order to stimulate the brain so that his body does it. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Jackson, a neuroscientist at Newcastle University who was not involved in the study, said, "Quote: It raises interesting questions about autonomy and the source of commands. You're continuing to blur the philosophical boundary between what's what's the brain and what's the technology." Which is a fucking trippy thought, right? That's super trippy. Yeah. Here's a here's video of him walking if you want to see him move. 
It's funny. The thing on his head looks like the uh, the bra in uh, Little Nicky. Yeah, it does. On, like the booby head. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this fucking Nord huh? walking like that. So what we're watching right now is a, a fairly tall gentleman with this uh, thing attached to his head. And he's walking with like a, a wheel-assisted walker. So not canes, but like one of those walkers with like a little basket in front of it. Within five to ten minutes, I could control my uh, uh, hips, like they were like the brain implant uh, picked up what I was doing with my hips, so that was like yeah, the best That's outcome for everyone. I mean, shit, 12 years too. I mean, his uh, his muscles are probably, oh, yeah, probably really, really. It's interesting because it. you yeah. can almost see like the like like the firing of like the electrical signals Ooh. as like his his like movements are almost sort of like like frame by frame mm -hmm. with like the like yeah. sending of the commands to actually like make his body move. It's man, wild. it is wild, and I, I don't know if you have that in there, but I mean, speaking like along the same line is the is that Neuralink was. Um, Approved uh, by for the FDA, FDA for a, yeah. for a for human, human trial. trials. Yeah. yeah, first human trial. Yeah, so uh, uh, Dr. Jackson added that scientists in the field have been theorizing about connecting the brain to the spinal cord as stimulators for decades. So, so he, he had two. He had he had um, he had implant in the brain and an implant in the spinal cord, and the two uh, the two were basically linked um, in terms of like electrical signals. Um, uh, the researchers used another algorithm to connect the brain implant to the spinal implant, which was to send electrical signals to different parts of the body, sparking movement. The algorithm was able to account for slight variations in the direction and speed of each muscle contraction and relax relaxation. And because the signals between the brain and the spine were sent every 300 milliseconds, Mr. Oskim could quickly adjust his strategy based on what was working, and what wasn't. Dude. Within the first treatment session, he could twist his hip, his hip muscles. Which that's is why you could see there. every 300 milliseconds. That's why you could see that sort of like, right. like pulse to it, almost like frame by frame movement. Totally. Um, but it's we need to get so, that down to, we need to get down down the 25 to get that frame that lag down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. 100. Uh, percent But it is so so. There's two chips, one in the brain and one down below. So I'm guessing like because there's some sort of severed connection in the spine, then. It's basically jumping that. That's what they were saying earlier. It's, it's, by like they, sending they it, created this bridge that, that second yeah, yeah. chip that then like fires yeah. electrical signal, yeah. signals to. It's crazy when you it. learn when you like every time that there's an innovation like this, that especially when you're combining like AI with it, it is wild to think to to see how we are beginning to understand or more fully understand bit by bit how much computers are like humans. Yeah. 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 You know what, you know what is, is interesting um, is that from like, an engineering standpoint, so, I suppose. So this makes a lot of sense to me um, from the perspective that like, I, so I've been using AI to write a web application and to say app, it's a, it's a web app. Just say but, app, yeah. So, so to write an app, and the interesting Appli thing application the, the the interesting thing is that um i will have an idea in my head of how i want it to work and so i will write that in natural language in english into the into chat gpt and then it, then it outputs some code and then i run the code and it does the thing that i want and so like in a way 
and I know that this isn't the exact same, but in a way it gives me something that I can't read. But when I use it, it's exactly what I had pictured in my head when I gave it that prompt or input. Mm-hmm. And I think of that in the same way that like, like they don't necessarily know how the AI is making specific, you know, electrical signals. They don't know what's happening in that like in between phase because AI is making so many assumptions. Um, but it's basically predicting what needs to happen to make that movement happen. And so and it's translating to languages. It's translating the language of his thoughts into into movement, into right? an electrical signal that outputs movement, which is the really exciting. Which and is what, also, interesting because I wonder if he thought his thoughts in French, if it would do it. Probably would. You know I mean? <laughs> well, I think it's not a. Or if he thought his thoughts, it's a it's a, it's a pattern. If he thought his thoughts yeah, in German. Yeah, yeah. it's right? not. But, a, he's not thinking. He's not thinking in a language. He's not thinking. No, up, I think he is. I think he is. He's 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 from Switzerland, so he's thinking in Swiss, but German, this is, French, or Italian. <laughs> this is the interesting. And he is thinking in. Well, he, he spoke English, so he's thinking in English. But what if he's what if he was thinking in Swahili? Can the AI read it? I don't know. I mean, it we don't know, could. And, and we won't know until it's too late. Um, AI is going you, to kill us. Do you guys want to know the interesting thing that I think about this? Yes. <laughs> that, if it has to do with how you make your fucking app, Ryan, no, doesn't have, <laughs> I don't. it doesn't have to do with my app. But the interesting thing is that, and the interesting and scary thing is that because they don't necessarily know what's happening in the middle, but they know that they're trying to achieve this outcome and giving it some sort of input. That is the same way that like, you know, we could give it the input of like figuring out a cure for cancer and it gives us output, Mm. but we don't know what's happening in that middle space. And that is the scary thing because that is where there's also room for the AI to do very dangerous things. Well, you know, what's scary to me. This could end the world. the, The part of this that's scary to me is that when the when the revolution happens and the AI come to get us, um, they they got Gert. <laughs> like Gert's a he's fucking, on their side. He's on their side now. <laughs> like Gert's a fucking he's he's just like a he's a grunt now for the AI. Like they're gonna go throw this fucker on the front line. Let it's it be like, known that I'm on their side too. I'm, I'm an AI. I'm an AI optimist. Hey, I, I, hey, I'm on the AI side, but I, I don't want to go to war. I don't want to. I don't want to like fight for the AI. You I know, just like want AI to know. Let it be known historically that I've always been. I yeah. I'm on your side. I don't think there's going to be a fight. I'm an AI optimist. I see the dangers, but I I think we're going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, wait till wait till Gert's fucking knocking on your door. <laughs> um, Jen McGee in our Discord had a very interesting thought about this article about this man. Um, which said super interesting, but it makes me think of an older article that we covered on Feel Good Friday about people with obsolete implants in their body. Is it possible this guy's implants could stop working if the company goes out of business or the technology becomes obsolete? 100%. 100%. 100%. But fingers crossed, that's not the way, that's not the, you know, the direction that we're going. Also, those like ocular implants that, that sort of like shit the bed, I think those, I think those companies started at a time where technologically it like they had to do they had to jump a lot of hoops whereas like if you start up some sort of tech company today again to come back to the ai thing ai is doing a lot of the heavy lifting and the heavy like that the heavy work to kind of propel a company to a point is, where you know they'll make the 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 funding that they need to like keep their fucking guys, shit afloat i don't is, know this is well, why this is why there's like open source absolutists like people who believe that the code should be made public and available because right. if these companies go to business then there could be a repository that somebody could sure, clone and right. then like run it locally on their own computer yeah. and then 
basically manage their own or know, technology some, that's or, in their body. Yeah. Or yeah. some type of like, because all this shit is super, super early. Like this is, this is like 1994 for the internet for AI right now. It's going to move much faster than the internet ever moved. But you have, you have this crazy amount of companies, um, um, come out of the ground and then you have the dot-com bubble in 2001, 2002, 2003, and then it bursts and like 90% of those companies go to business and fail. And you've, you're left with these, like ultimately like the behemoths that we have today, like the Amazons and the Googles and the Apples and stuff. And I think we'll probably have, and yeah. and I think we'll probably end up with something like that. I would imagine. I mean, AI definitely holds the promise to absolutely flip everything on its head and rewrite things in a, totally different order than what we were used to in the past. Just like Trump did as a president. Just like Trump did. But, uh, but, but I think things like, and, and, you know, I would probably say just, I'm like, just thinking about Elon Musk and his track record. Neuralink in this realm is, I think would be an, uh, not a crazy thing to say that that might be a company that will really be at the forefront of a lot of this for a while to come. So I would like to see yeah, as long if, as they don't kill the uh, human subjects like they did with the animals. Right. So I would like so so if something went obsolete and Neuralink had like a similar product and like there were people that were basically left out in the cold with obsolete products that a company like Neuralink would go, hey, we got you. We got you because this is fucked up that your whole life was dependent on this company that went out of business. And so. It'll just you know, cost compassionate. you. It'll just cost you one hundred eighty thousand. Well, hopefully, hopefully a compassionate. Yeah, you give us a uh, give us a twenty five thousand dollar deposit. You can get in line, and then uh, <laughs> and then we'll get it to you. Um, let's uh, let's move. Let's wrap this up real quick because our cameras are running out of battery. How do you guys like the new uh, camera setup uh, on YouTube? All eight of you that watch, thank you. Um, this is about religion, and about how religion makes us do some wacky things. Um, this is a. I was really fucking super baked on edibles the other day and came across this Instagram page called Holy Violence. Oh, wow. And it was, it was just a series of, no. of videos of wild rituals from around the world that people do in presently. The, in the, yeah. And presently in the name of, in the name of religion. One of them was like this, um, fuck, what was it? It was a, it was like an exploding hammer festival or something like that. And it was, it was to, it was to honor some saint. And I believe it was, it was, uh, it might've been in Mexico. Anyway, it was these guys. This is the first video that I saw that got me down this rabbit hole. It was these guys holding these sledgehammers and the sledgehammers had like, like makeshift fucking like bombs on the, on the, on the heads of them. And then these guys would slam these things into railroad ties and the fucking hammer would boom blow up like right in their face and the hammer would fly into the air. And, and all these people are doing this like boom, boom, boom all over the place. And it's just, and, and it's like a religious thing. They're are like, they like, are they going blind? Like, man, I'm happening? sure some people get fucked up a hundred percent. So then I, I was like, what is this? And I went onto this page and it's this guy who's like, who like travels around the world and he like looks, he, he finds these things. Oh, that's interesting. So here's a video of one. And I don't know, maybe like, Maybe this won't be allowed to be on YouTube. So I don't know. I'm sorry. Mm, I don't see. know. Brian. In terms of editing, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's uh, but check this out. So this is um, this is men on. who whip their backs with knife-tipped flails Ugh. during Ashura in Old Delhi, India. Shia Muslims commemorate this day with extreme forms this. of mourning 
as it marks the assassination of Hussein Ibn Ali, grandson of Muhammad, and his family during the Battle of Karbala in the year 680 CE. So these guys, oh my God, are smoking their backs with these knife-laden flails. Um, and they are tearing their backs Whoa, to dude. absolute shreds. It's like the guy in, um, um, fuck. I know you're talking the about. J- the, the Dan Brown book. Da Vinci Code. Da Vinci Code. The guy yeah, in right. the Da Vinci Code. Right. So, so the guy that that's, yeah, self-flagellation is the term. Um, and it's a it's a disciplinary solace, solace, disciplinary and solace. devotional practice of flogging oneself with whips or other instruments that inflict pain. Um, in Christianity, self-flagellation is practiced in the context of the doctrine of the mortification of the flesh and is seen as a spiritual discipline. Uh, it's often used in, as for a form of penance and is intended to allow the uh, the flagellant to share the sufferings of Jesus. Uh, that's in Christianity. Um, this was these were Muslims. Uh, not all, all Muslims celebrate Ashura uh, this way, and even among the Shia communities across other countries uh, that, that this guy's witnessed, um, there's more and, and less extremes. Uh, the main religions that practice self-flagellation include Christianity and Judaism. Uh, Ju- Judaism. Uh, the ritual has also been practiced among members of several Egyptian and Greco-Roman cults. This is according to Wikipedia. Um, but yet I saw this video and I was just thinking like, man, A, that's wild. B, how fucking shitty is the next like month after that? Yeah. Like you're like, your back is not good. Like that's, that's rough stuff. You know, it's unless, a, unless you do it with your son and then you rub backs together. So hey, you right. get and a bit get the of the benefits right. of yeah. Yeah. Right. swapping um, bloods. We, we were at the Commons a couple of days ago. and Commons I, is a park here in Halifax. Yeah, uh, Yep. And I was, uh, you were off with Zaya. And I, Kira and I had a conversation. Was draining her of her adrenochrome. That's right. And which I, which I, I volunteered. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to Kira about, I was like, you know, this came up in conversation for a reason that I, I won't uh, I won't talk about because I don't want to get fucking canceled. Um, but I basically was like, no, because people no because people don't people don't fucking understand context. So uh, anyway, came, something came up and I was like, man, people who have people with like cultural whatever 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 sort of like cultural um, what's the word I'm trying to think of like um like rules and things that they follow for people follow for cultural, cultural reason, cultural customs. Yeah. Your, uh, your mic's just dead. Did you unplug it there? There you go. Hey, I said to Kira, there is something so incredible about people who like really adhere to cultural customs, like really just impressive when they adhere to a cultural custom that is undoubtedly causing discomfort. Like what we just saw. Like what we just saw. Because yeah. I, yeah. because I was going, yeah. man, if anything makes me feel even slightly uncomfortable, I just question its relevance. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like slightly uncomfortable, I go, why am I doing this? Yeah. Like, is there a way that I 
is there a benefit to this? Is there a reason why I should just stop doing this? And can I just like make my life more comfortable? I mean, it's totally different though. And and just to like, you know, using this as an example, this, this, this video, like if you believe in an afterlife and you believe in a heaven and a place that's like, that is like, like pure ecstasy, then, then going through some sort of suffering, you know, like the figure story in your, in your because that discomfort there isn't just discomfort Mm. that discomfort comes with a lot of comfort i would say yeah probably like totally euphoria yeah yeah, yeah, totally 100 percent. yeah i mean it just it just like i I was just going wow like it it is incredible because i am so likely to just question but there's also a lot of stories and that's and and that's when you got to check your privilege bud (laughs) (laughs) but so but 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 as somebody you're who, walking a fine line as somebody Thanks, who grew man. up um you know I hate to see the to, comments of this video taylor <laughs> no people don't comment anymore um but the but as somebody who grew up um going to sunday school and and you know for, like doing first communion and being i don't know baptized whatever the religious <laughs> stuff i did when i was a kid yeah, was, yeah. um like they teach you to that like questioning you know, the, the reasons why you do things is like, a, is like a sign of sort of weakness in your belief. Like yeah. it's, you're, you're not supposed to question because yeah. you're That's supposed right. to believe so wholeheartedly yeah. that if you question, then that is, that is in a way sinning against your, mm-hmm. you know, specifically against, you know, my religion that I was yeah, brought yeah. up. And so, so. That's why yeah, so many. They, I mean, for, you yeah. know. Well, Dude, yeah, I'm definitely not. Uh, I definitely am not shying away from talking about the reality of that. Yeah, because that's yeah, me a either. problem. That's so. a wor- anyway. Anyway, when my son told me a question, it. Uh, okay, so um, well, there we go, folks. That's another episode. How about that? And uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And stay out of the comments. Don't fucking do it. And um, if you uh, if you want to support the podcast, instead of commenting, what you can do is come over to Discord, which is another social media channel, and you can start to comment there. No, you're not commenting there. You're engaging you're having, you're, in a you're conversation. You're engaging in a conversation, yeah. which is the same as commenting um, mm. for the most part. And you're like making friends. Making, but making friends. In and a community uh, setting. Yeah, yeah that's right. Communal it's, comment. It doesn't have the toxic feel of a comment section. No, yet. it doesn't. At least not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> what Brian's saying is yeah. there's a gap for there's someone a, out there to there's fill. There's an opportunity here. <laughs> yeah. No. Someone could come and just toxic we got, we've actually got a good mod bot on yeah. the server that keeps that shit from happening so That's it's right. a safe space yeah um so uh thanks uh leave a rating or review on Apple podcast leave a rating on the spotify mobile app if you want to support the podcast and uh shout out to all our patrons and if you want to be on the show go to sickboypodcast.com and fill out the guest form brian's favorite button and if you want to nominate somebody that you think should be on the show um let us know we would uh we, we we'd love to know especially if they're in the in the realm of like research or anything fun and crazy and wacky in the realm of health. And, uh, and if you are watching on YouTube, um, make sure you comment below and let us know how you're, uh, um, managing your social media, um, relationship. Yeah. Um, in a way that's helpful and that you might be able to suggest or recommend to us and, and our other listeners. 
Um, and a huge thank you to Jeff Lonis for uh, being our manager. We love you, Jeff. And a huge thank you to Rich O'Coin for the theme music. And a huge shout out to all those people awaiting to find out about their homes. Uh, super sad. We're, we're, you're in our thoughts. And uh, especially all those pets. That's the heart. That was the one part that made me so fucking sad was just the thought of mm-hmm. pets being left behind. So, um, uh, and if you, if you don't, if you're not aware of it, Take a look, look into it, um, and there's there's places I'm sure that are going to be popping up for uh, opportunities to support. So if you're in a place to support those in need, um, go use social media to look it up. <laughs> uh, that is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.